This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves and dial on in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, This is, of course, the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, relaunched in the new year, and it has been going very, very well. Our listeners have become uh, more, more participatory in our site. I mean, we, we always had a forum and a wiki, and we, we've had these uh, other interactive methods on our site for a long time, but the entire freetalklive.com site has become interactive in that our listeners can go, you can go, and uh, add stories, add news stories, uh, add your own blog posts, add your own questions or whatever it is that you think is interesting uh, into the mix, essentially submitting it as show prep for uh, for the program. And then people vote it up or vote it down uh, as to how popular it is. So you can go in there and, and enter whatever's important to you. Absolutely. And, of course, the, uh, the BBS, the forum, is all that stuff is still there, too. And it's all free over at freetalklive.com. Now, to start things out tonight, I mean, we've got, all as always, just a ton of stuff here. And, of course, the show is about what you want it to be about should you take control via the phones at 800 259 9231, so you're welcome to do that. But I came across a, a little story at Free Agents, FR33Agents.com, and it, it's a topic that I don't think really gets that much discussion on this program because, well, we kind of take it for granted. Uh, on, this, on this program, if you're listening on a progressive talk station, which we've got a handful of those, or a more con- traditional conservative kind of talk station, because uh, we're on both of those kinds of radio stations. If you've listened before, you know that Free Talk Live doesn't really fit into either one of those political viewpoints. Uh, there are things that, that uh, the hosts of this show believe that absolutely do align with people of both of those particular viewpoints, but there are things that we believe that don't align in any way, shape, or form. Uh, with those particular viewpoints. And somebody might try to pigeonhole us and say, well, you're libertarians. Well, yeah, I was a libertarian. That, that's, certainly, that's certainly true. But even the term libertarian doesn't mean to me today what it meant to me 10 years ago. Uh, I mean, it always means the same thing. It's always meant the same thing to me, but I guess it doesn't mean the same thing to everybody else out there. Like, if Glenn Beck is a libertarian, there ain't no way I'm a libertarian, okay? Well, libertarians ran uh, the former Republican senator, Bob Barr, for uh, president in 2008. It was a sad moment. I, I quit yeah. the party before that happened just because it gotten that bad. Not a big fan of Bob Barr, really? I, I saw, you know, I felt it coming. I knew that things were just getting worse uh, with the, the libertarians. So anyway, my point there is that the... the this political dichotomy, this false dichotomy that has been presented to people, this uh, false choice, uh, Hobson's choice, a spectrum that is really more of an illusion than anything else, has been presented to people. And in many cases, it's presented in government school. Uh, we've had somebody call the show in the past who was in government school at the time, telling us that in their government class at school, when you get into high school, uh, sometimes I think they call it civics. When I went to school, it was called government class. Uh, where they kind of teach you the basics about, you know, there's three branches of government, kids. You know, they go through all that. Well, one of the things they did in this class was they gave people a test. And uh, the, the, the purpose of the test was to reveal to the student whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. And it was just this oversimplified, uh, mind-numbing kind of concept, the idea that you could just take a group of people who have a diverse uh, array of interests and beliefs and values, that you could take this group of people and just, ah, we'll put you over here on the left, 
and we'll put you over here on the right. That's where you belong. Now you get to fight it out. I remember this. Um, this happened to me. This was Ms. Schmitz. Really? Um, you know, she was the uh, softball uh, coach, too, so we called her Ms. Um, Ms. Schmitz, uh, fourth grade class in at Bradenton Christian School down there in Tampa Bay, Florida. And uh, we it was the Jimmy Carter versus uh, Ronald Reagan uh, election. Um, and... I remember that, you know, my mom was a, a Republican type and my dad was a Democrat type. And I, I remember it would being, you know, a big deal. Which which one do you want to win, kids? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, Reagan won uh, hands down, but it, 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 it pit the kids against each other in class. Oh, boy. That's nonsense. That, that's where it begins, right? So the, the story over at uh, FR33agents.com kind of gets into the, uh, the left versus right concept. And before I get to that, uh, just to kind of keep things going here, I want to throw out a question that I have for you. And now, this question doesn't really apply to, I don't think, the majority of our listeners, which is one of the reasons why we take it for granted on this show. We, When we do this program, we take it for granted that our listeners are on board with us, that this whole left-right thing's pretty silly. In fact, uh, the statistics show, Talkers Magazine, which is kind of the industry publication, for talk radio, they do this survey, I think once a year, a talk radio audience survey, basically, and they kind of try to gather as much uh, statistical demographic information about the talk radio audience in America across the board. And what they find is that year after year, the talk radio audience is over 60 percent, uh, over 60 percent will not define themselves as a Democrat or Republican. Yeah, they're independents. Correct. So the majority of our audience, I don't know if this question is going to uh, really be mm, something they can answer. So I'm, I'm specifically directing at people who are listening to this show who feel like they're in one of those camps. Are you on the left or are you on the right? You can also substitute the words, I think it's safe to do this, substitute the words liberal or conservative or progressive and conservative. Is there another alternative word for conservative? I don't know. I don't know either. But maybe libertarian these days. It seems like they're trying yeah, to conflate every, those two. Everybody, everybody wants uh, wants to be a libertarian these days. So uh, Dennis Miller, he's a libertarian too. So do you feel like if you are one of those people listening to this show right now tonight here, Saturday night live edition of Free Talk Live, who feels as though you are aligned, that you are in that camp, firmly in that camp? I'm a lefty or I'm a righty. Yeah. If that is what your identity is. You must be out there, right? I mean, you hear them calling the talk shows all the time. Whatever. And I don't know what the... They always have little terms, don't they? The, uh, the For the listeners, each talk show has like a... You're in the Joe Blow Army! Or, you know, the Ditto Heads! What what are some... Do the, do the lefties have it too? The the left... left? I, I couldn't tell you. Ed Heads. Isn't uh, Ed... Um, yeah, yeah, Ed Heads. Yeah. yeah, Ed Heads. So they all have them, right? So if you're an Ed Head or a Ditto Head or whatever, fill in the blank, where you feel like you're uh, you're you're in that camp, I, I really want like to hear I'd like to rename you. our uh, listeners uh, Mindless Free Talk Live Zombies. <laughs> what do you think? The Free call Talk Live Automaton. Call in if you're a Mindless Free Talk Live Zombie. <laughs> so, so if you're in one of those camps and... You can explain to me what it means. What does it mean to you to be left? What does it mean to you Progressive. to be right? What does it mean to you conservative. to be conservative? What does it mean to you to be liberal? If you feel like you are, if you hear those terms, and you, you say to yourself, well, that's what I am. 
I want to hear from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Because I want to know from the people that identify that way what what it means. I honestly don't know. I think they're very vague concepts that are designed to, as you were pointing out earlier, Mark, essentially pit people against one another. Many people who otherwise, in the absence of being able to plaster themselves with that label, might find out they've got an awful lot in common with one another. And I think it's divisive and that it's destructive. Well, um, I, I can tell you that bipartisanship is not a term that I really like. Bipartisanship to me, when we're, we've successfully done a bipartisan bill, to me that means, oh boy, we're really going to get screwed. Because mm. I don't think that either side uh, of the, the parties is, is a particularly good thing. I also, um, but, I, but I also, being sort of uh, on the sidelines uh, as far as my beliefs go, I don't believe one way or the other as far as left, the left-right paradigm. I tend to mix reasonably well in the the company of both because, well, you know, I'm not there to to, to cause fights. And I'm talking about in real life Mm -hmm. when I'm out there talking to people. You know, people just assume that you're on their side if you agree with them on one one particular issue, um, whatever that issue might be that's important to them or um, whatever, so – so the question's out there, and if we get a chance, I mean, I'd rather hear from you than to get into the story from FR33Agents.com. Rather, we'll just hear from you as to if you're left or right, if you feel this way about yourself, if you are liberal or conservative or progressive or conservative, if one of those terms uh, lights you up and makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, or at least you identify with them, you're the person I want to hear from tonight. 800-259-9231. Explain what it means to be on the left or on the right, if that's where you believe you are. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Carnation Evaporated Milk, the cooking milk that makes life richer. For rich and creamy recipes, visit us at thecookingmilk.com. We all have our roster of recipes, but eating the same dishes over and over becomes boring. Instead of throwing them out and starting from scratch, play with different ingredients to give new flavor to old standards. Try Thai spices instead of your usual Italian seasonings. That just might do the trick. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Live Saturday edition of the program tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us, and those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, maybe you're one of our radio listeners that is fortunate enough to get just the Saturday show, but not quite fortunate enough to get all six nights a week, we've got all the archives you need right there at the front page at freetalklive.com. You can actually go to archives.freetalklive.com. And there's a link there to our podcast, which will take you all the way back to the beginning of 2009. So plenty of free uh, archives. In fact, plans are in the works to take the archives back to 2006. And it's all going to continue to be free for you over at freetalklive.com. If you're uh, building new or renovating or maybe just want to spruce up the kitchen or bath, uh, you know, doing it relatively inexpensively, Go to innerknobs.com because there you can get knobs and pulls and you can get them at wholesale prices. Um, you can also use the, the code that we have, FTL, um, and that'll get you an additional 11% off. And they even have a closeout section there for uh, for those that aren't quite as picky. That's uh, 80%, 50 to 80% off on uh, knobs and pulls. Go to the big box stores. 
go to the specialty stores, find the knobs and pulls you want. But when you go to buy them, don't buy them until you go to internobs.com and see the prices there. That's internobs.com. All right, so we started the show out with a tease of a story that maybe we won't even get to. FR33agents.com is where you can go and, and, and read this if you would like. It's a story about the left-right paradigm or the, the left-right spectrum, this concept that uh, people who have belief systems can only be one or the other, left or right. And it seems uh, fallacious right on its face. However, we do understand that there are a significant number of people listening to this program that may actually identify themselves as on the right right? or on the left. You'd think, right? So I want to hear from those folks because I really want to know what does it mean to you if you consider yourself on the right or on the left or, or a liberal or a conservative. If you consider yourself those things or one of those things, what does it mean to be that? Let's go to your phone calls. 800-259-9231. Of course, you're also welcome to bring up anything. Let's start things out with Aubrey listening in Florida to WFTL. Hello, Aubrey. Hi. Hey, what's Hi. on your mind? Hi. Well, um, it's interesting what you're talking about. I, all my friends and people I work with would consider me a, a liberal, a, like a way over to the left liberal, and I, I don't consider myself that. And the, the biggest thing that bothers me about this is that all these talk shows, most of them are conservative, by the way, um, very few left-wing shows on Ed, as you said, and Randy Rhodes, but I travel a lot, and nothing but conservative, and, and it's unbelievable how, how close-minded they are. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to just talk about issues, but it's turned into a debate that has this, this nothing's going to come of it. It's like two football teams, rival yeah. football teams. That It's like a sports event. No yep. matter what happens, you're for the home team and the other team, the visiting team, they're for that team. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. Yeah, whatever coach, whatever the coach says, uh, you go along with, right? I mean, because I think you're, I think you're absolutely right that uh, this this paradigm pits people against one another, and sometimes they'll, tr- you know, sometimes they'll trade up to the other team, but they're still just as, you know. I still- think it it serves a purpose for for something out there because, for instance, the healthcare debate. I don't like the the healthcare uh, program that that the uh, Democrats are coming out with. and But I don't like what the right's coming out with. And either way, it, it's serving the, the insurance industry just fine, okay? Because mm-hmm. they somehow the debate is limited. For instance, <laughs> if you take and you listen and someone says something about the Canadian health care system, they always say the same thing. Well, all those people are coming down here to get, to get fixed. So that it must mean they don't like the system up there. And the system is a mess, and they're paying all these taxes. But they never talk about what the real differences are. And the real differences are is that in, uh, in Canada, there's no such thing as workman's comp. You don't get a letter from your insurance company asking you if when you got, went to the hospital, did you get in a car accident? Did it happen at work? Did it happen in your car? Did it happen in your house? Because if it did, we're going to spend billions of dollars trying not to pay for your your claim, okay? And and the, the real difference in Canada is you get sick, you just go to the hospital. It doesn't matter where it happened, how it happened. You don't need an attorney. 
You don't need an attorney to get your workman's comp well, benefits. Well, eh, you know, I didn't really want to get into a health care discussion. However, yeah. I will say to that, I will say to what you're pointing out. Uh, is that uh, the Canadian system is a, a one-size-fits-all government system where everyone is forced to uh, to subsidize it at the threat of violence. And so I don't think that that's a very compassionate way to do things. Some people do have a very nightmarish time. Some people claim it's just absolutely peachy. But usually what you end up hearing is that the young people in Canada think this health, the system is fine because, while well, they're mostly healthy and they don't really have to use it uh, very often. Don't forget that it's a good idea to keep them uh, healthy so that they can go to work and pay for that. And the older sure. folks that have problems pop up end up having to wait months and months and months on end in order to see a specialist, in order to actually have something done. Uh, by that time, you know, the tumor might grow too large. And so that's why yeah. many people actually yeah. end up traveling south. So thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. But that's not to say that this system, uh, this health care system isn't broken. Uh, the government Definitely broken. The government in this system, the the American system, spends over fifty percent of the dollars. So it's you know it's fifty percent is socialized as the uh, the as the Canadian system, and there are some major economic uh, fallout factors as a result of that government meddling in the system. And the more the government gets involved, the the less there is uh, as far as competition and innovation uh, in the healthcare field. And so neither of the left or the right are proposing anything to significantly change healthcare as far as making it more free. They're just talking about different ways to restrict the existing system and different ways to set it up so that their buddies in whatever industries can uh, can benefit. Let's continue, though. Uh, left and right. Are you on the left? Are you on the right? That's really what I want to hear from is somebody who feels like they're plugged in to one side or the other. So can explain it to me what it means. Let's continue and talk to Craig listening to WFLA in Georgia, listening uh, to WFLA FM. Hello, Craig. Hello. Craig, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I'll be conservative. You are um, conservative, okay? Yes, and uh, what's that mean? You want to know why? What, well, I would like I, to know what it means to you. You can tell me why if you'd like, but what does it mean to be a conservative? Well, what it means to me <clears throat> is it is um, actually it's, it's interwoven uh, in the. I didn't write this, but it is interwoven, interwoven as the love of liberty. It's every segment of my heart. Okay, now you know those aren't my words. I know. I'm just repeating words, and they mean something to me. They're actually uh, Washington's words. Um, this I've noticed from what was Washington I have, a Whig? Well, no, he, what he I see, no party. Oh, okay. What I see is um, when I've read, you know, when I've read the writings um, by lots of people, and uh, also in the uh, Constitution itself, I find that it seems like. You know, we've had necessary offices and, and, and this, this branch and that branch to oversee things. Yes, we have to have them, but now I say you got to have an office for this and an office for that. You can't do this, don't do that. Okay, can't okay, so far what I've heard from you is... Liberty. Liberty and small government, maybe? I, I haven't heard that yet. I, I'm going to bring you back here, and I want to try to extract from you what it means to be a conservative. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. It's time. Wake up. This is just in case you care. And yeah, I'm talking to you. That's my booklet of truth for the people of America and the wake up call for action to save our freedom. Get a copy for you and your friends at yamtalkingtoyou.com and get involved with saving our country. That's yamtalkingtoyou.com. If you want to be part of the solution, otherwise, just go back to sleep. You'll adjust to enslavement. 
Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. And, as usual, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got our bulletin board system. You can just go to bds.freetalklive.com. Get interactive with over 500,000 posts. A lot of people hanging out there and, uh, I guess, talking to one another about various different things. Some of them pretty asinine. Some of them very serious. Over at bbs.freetalklive.com. The Libertarian Party tried the Big Ten approach. What happened? A herd of elephants broke loose and trashed the place. It's time to shut down the circus and get back to doing what the LP does best. Pick up a broom and join the cleanup crew at takebackthelp.info. It's takebackthelp.info. Okay, I started the show out by asking a simple question. Now... (laughs) Like many things that are simple, they may have layers uh, beneath them of complexity. But uh, in this case, the question is simple, and that is, if you feel as though you are left or right, if you feel as though you are aligned with one of those particular camps, what does it mean to you to be left or right? What does it mean to be liberal or conservative? So that's what I would like to know, and I, I, I we've yet to get a, a real straight answer, though we've only actually had one person. I don't think there is a straight answer. We've actually only had one person call so far. The first guy I didn't claim to be either, but the, uh, the this guy we've got on now, uh, Craig in Georgia, listening to WFLA-FM. Craig, you claim that you are a conservative, and I just want yeah. to know what that means. What does it mean to Craig to be a conservative? You kind of alluded to the term liberty, and I wanted to give you a chance to uh, to explain what, what it means to Craig to be a conservative. Okay, uh, I do have to. Battery's going out. I hope I don't lose you. But it means to me to uh, um, the limited government is very important. This Constitution was designed to have a limited government with a delegated authority to protect and provide for the common welfare and defense. All these government mandates, this and that, and before you know it, hell, the EPA will be out here telling me where I can drill a well. They sure will. so I get- oh, there goes his uh, there goes his phone. Poof. Thank you, Craig, for for the call. Yeah. So lim- limited government. I've heard that one before, right? Yeah. Conservatives. That's, that's what got me into the whole uh, the, you know the whole thing. I I remember you know Rush Limbaugh talking about uh, smaller government. What a good idea that was back in the uh, back in the nineties when somebody could still believe him. And um, you know I. Fine, I went for it. Uh, the contract with America, Newt Gingrich, man, I I was I was for it. Um, you know, to get the Imprimis magazine from Hillsdale College, I still get it. it. You know, I'm I'm all for that limited government thing. I just don't think the Republicans are, at least not the ones that they, they that get elected. So is that what it means to be a conservative? Is to be in favor of limited government? Does that is the suggestion there that if one is a liberal, that one is for unlimited government? Is that the suggestion there? I think that's the suggestion. 1-800-259-9231. I'm going to make a note. We'll come back to the limited government thing. I'm going to uh, keep hearing from you. What do you think? What does it mean if you are a leftist or a rightist? Are you a liberal or a conservative? What does it mean to be those things to you? Let's talk to uh, to Isaac, also listening to WFLA-FM in Tallahassee. Isaac, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's on your mind tonight? Hey, um, I think the difficulty is that we often connect, like you were just talking about with the last caller, we often connect the term conservative with Republican and the term liberal with Democrat, or, or, or at least people in the news try to get us to do, the, do that. And I would definitely classify myself if, you know, if I was asked on a survey, um, you know, what is your political affiliation? If I was only given the choice conservative or liberal, I would say I'm a conservative. But um, 
ultimately, I feel a little bit guilty calling up now that I've had more time to digest what you said. And ultimately, like I said, I would classify myself as a conservative, but it's difficult because really it's just a basis for comparison. Um, and, and you, you asked the question, I'll try to get to an answer because I know that's what you're looking for and what it means to be a conservative. Um, really what it means to me is just when you, when you look down issues that are on the American, um, you know, pop, uh, popular opinions mind, um, what, uh, what side do you come down on in, uh, in every issue? Uh, take, take the Second Amendment. Um, if you come down on the side of the Constitution that says uh, we have the right to keep and bear arms and that right shouldn't be infringed on any, uh, I would say if you, if you hold uh, the same view that the Constitution does, you're a conservative. But if you think that the state should be allowed to subject you to, um, to screenings and to... Um, so, Isaac, uh, let me uh, wait, test you. ...waiting periods for buying handguns, then, uh, let me, then you would be... Let me uh, test your, your, your conservative cred here, if I could. Um, what about uh, people that are convicted of uh, violent felonies? When they get out of prison, should they be able to legally go buy a, a handgun and, and protect themselves and their homes and their families? Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. You win. You get to let the Second Amendment medal. <laughs> I, I mean, you don't hear you don't hear that too often. So, uh, so Absolutely. would you say no that? Uh, okay. So, what defines a conservative, though? I mean, I see what you're you're taking that position. You're saying that is it everything the Constitution says? Is that the definition of a conservative? That's. That, I would say. I'd say that's a good place to start. And like I said at the beginning of, of beginning of my monologue, I guess is that it's difficult to put a definition on it because ultimately it's just a means for comparison. So uh, it's like saying that a, that a person has a medium build. Well, medium build may mean one thing to some person. It may mean something to another. Ultimately, it doesn't matter what the definition of medium build is. It means that you, in relation to someone else, uh, have a bigger or a smaller build than he does, or you're an average. So it's just a method that people can use for comparison. If you say, what's your perspective on abortion? Uh, if someone says, I'm a conservative, you at least have a baseline for where to go or where to, where to uh, take the conversation to. If someone says, well, I, I, lean, I lean left on this issue, then you, you probably have a good, good understanding that maybe they're, they're, they're on the side of pro-choice. Are there more? Uh, are there are there any principles that guide being a conservative beyond just the you know the the document that was written by some guys a couple hundred years ago called the Constitution? Which, by the way, the liberals will claim that that same document. Well, personally, for me, yeah, the Bible. The Bible. The Bible guides conservatives. The Bible. No, not conservatives, but me as a conservative. Yes. That was the question you now, asked. The, uh, the conservatives, I mean, you know, basically support Republicans. Republicans have been on the side of uh, more wars um, generally in the last um, since, basically since Reagan and Grenada and the whole thing there. Um, Reagan got the the Dixiecrats, and and basically Republican turned into a, a pro war party at that point. Um, but I mean, I guess if if the if Jesus guides you, then I guess I, my question would be, you know, uh, you know, which people would Jesus kill? Jesus wouldn't kill anybody. <laughs> okay, then, then if the Bible's guiding you as a conservative, how is that? How do those those things, uh, you know, fit up, fit together? Well, you you've connected me with uh, with Republicans. Uh, you've just connected me with Reagan. Um, you've done the thing that is unfortunate. That was, uh, I think, that was done at a, the beginning of your. Uh, I didn't actually get to hear at the very beginning of the program, but I've heard some bits and pieces of you talking about this story that you had. Um, you know comparing right versus left and how this is uh, 
is a travesty, and I agree with you. You've connected me with Reagan just because I, you know, I said I, I'm guided by the Bible, and you know, turned me into somebody who um, does. Yeah, or I don't does think that was fair anymore. Well, I, I guess I have some questions then. Um, did you did you then support the invasion of Afghanistan? No, no. I you didn't, didn't in, in in support the invasion of Iraq. No, I didn't. Okay, well, I, that's great. Um, I'll bet you are very limited in the area of uh, conservatives, though. Again, it's a it's a message for comparison. Um, so to say that I'm more or less conservative may may ultimately be true, but to say that I'm that I'm not a conservative because I don't hold I'm not going to say that. Viewpoint, if, I, I'm no, not no. going to tell you that you're not conservative. I'm we're just trying to feel out the question. I think we're I'm just trying to, feel trying you to out figure here. it out. So so Isaac but exactly. And what you're trying to do, you're trying to feel out where I am, and that's what people can do. Uh, ultimately, by using terms like conservative, left, right, I'm going on your definition easy. here, Isaac, and I just want to know if you say that being a conservative to you means uh, the Constitution as a, as a premise. Well, what about the idea of um, getting rid of the federal government? What what does a what does the the guide? I mean, do you have a, a guide on that one from the world of conservatism? Because that's not really ad- addressed in the Constitution. Uh, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think that. Um, I uh, personally, that because this is this is um, you know this is me talking. Uh, I, I think that we should have limited government. Um, I think that the uh, but that, does that does limited government require a central authority? I'll bring it back. You can answer that one one question when we come back here if you want. More coming up. Uh, your calls as well about anything. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. What does it mean to you to be left or right? The highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rice davies and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson is now available at swordmovie.com. The number one movie on iTunes is now available on a two-disc set that includes hours of swordplay instructional videos, behind-the-scenes footage, exclusive interviews, and a documentary on the making of a real sword. Visit swordmovie.com today for your chance to win one of many real historical replica swords, as well as the wonderful Force Effects lightsabers from Hasbro. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program, you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is that you're looking to buy, they likely sell it. It's Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of brand new items you can even buy used. When you enter through our portal, we get a percentage of the final sale. And it's the same great price as you're used to. Go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com to start your shopping. There's one thing you can't get at Amazon. What's that, Mark? That's Totasax. T-O-T-A-S-A-K. Dot com. You can go check them out. Uh, they're a little handle made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States, and they're great for carrying all kinds of things, but I find them best for carrying grocery bags. Just slip one in your, uh, you know, hook it hook it through the back pocket, and then it's you don't even need a grocery cart after that. Totasac, they carry uh, more than you can, a lot more. Totasac.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Isaac, I think, is still with us listening in Tallahassee to WFLA-FM. And I'd started the show out asking people if they identify, self-identify as right or left or liberal or conservative to call in and tell me what that meant. And one of the things I definitely agree with you on, uh, Isaac, is I think that uh, to suggest that liberal necessarily means Democrat or conservative necessarily means Republican, I think, is fallacious. Uh, even even though I don't even know what liberal and conservative really means, and that's kind of what I'm trying to find out here from you guys. 
guys. I agree with you absolutely that one does not necessarily mean a political party, and that's why I avoided using the terms Republican and Democrat in my initial uh, introduction to this concept. But my question for you was you'd, you'd said that to you being a conservative means you know adherence to the Constitution. And I had asked you, and we ran out of time in the segment, but I'd asked you, well, what about the idea of, uh, you know, secession? What about the idea of getting rid of the federal government? Uh, and that doesn't suggest getting rid of the state government. That wasn't what I was suggesting at that moment. So just specifically the issue of ending this uh, centralized bureaucracy known as the federal government. I was wondering if your direction or your principle is essentially the uh, the, the piece of paper called the Constitution. How does uh, how do you make a decision based on that on that particular issue based on the the Constitution? Well, I think I think um, the Constitution is pretty clear that it sets limits. Um, we we see over and over again that the Constitution sets limits because uh, the King of England had no limits on his power, and that was one of the things that um, that we uh, revolted against was his limitless um, power. And so the Constitution sets limits on what. Uh, on what government can and cannot do. And so, specifically with regards to cessation, um, secession. and, you know, whether we should, uh, whether we should throw off, uh, the, the federal bureaucracy that is obviously, and, um, it seems irrevocably become, uh, bloated and, um, full of, uh, full of pork and, um, uh, full of ridiculous people in charge. Uh, I don't think that as a constitutional scholar, I would say that um, cessation or uh, revolution throwing off the federal government is the way to go. But hopefully, through our process, through electing representatives, through electing senators that that adhere to, that hold to, that um, that vote according to the Constitution, is the way that we can take the federal government and state and local governments back to what the framers originally intended. Isaac, um, can you give me a period in time, 260, 230 years now, we've had this uh, this valuable document. I guess it's probably a little less than that, more like 220. Um, 220 years or so, we've had this valuable document called the uh, the Constitution of the United States of America. And can you tell me one of those periods where the government shrank in size, the, the federal government shrank in size, power, and scope? No, it's continued to grow. Now, I guess the question that I would have for you then, as a conservative and person who believes in small, limited government, is... Is the Constitution a good device for small and limited government if, having the Constitution for 230 years, the government has grown in size, scope, and power, uh, you know, all of those years? I would say the jury's still out. <laughs> I love gullibility. <laughs> uh, well, you know, he's just pulling the wool over his own eyes. I mean, he doesn't want to see the, the forest through the trees. But uh, <laughs> well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Name name for me another country that has been uh, that has been in existence for 240 years and has come as far as we have. And what do you mean as far? Successful and prosperous as we have. Canada. I, I disagree. I just visited there on an engineering trip. Uh, Let's see. It was just a couple months ago, and I don't. I don't think I agree with that statement. Now, and and by the way, um, you've given me a Hobson's choice. You're saying that because we have a, um, you know, we have a, a form of cancer called the federal government, that all the other cancers are worse. And I don't disagree that most of them are. If you look at the Heritage Foundation's uh, list of uh, most free countries, uh, and they 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 rate it based on uh, economic freedom, the United States comes in like seventh. Um, does that make you feel good? I've heard this, I've heard the same statistic, but um, behind Canada, I think that pardon behind I think no, it was behind New Zealand, just in front of Canada. Excuse me. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I heard that one on the radio just the other day, and I was shocked actually to to hear that um, that 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 is where we're ranked. But I'm not shocked that we're not number one. In other words, uh, so based on what's based on what's happened uh, within you know the last couple decades. All right, I want to take things a slightly different direction. We're gonna got to move on here, so we do a lady listener to get to. Uh, but uh, the, the question I have, based on what you've said and what the last guy that uh, self described as a conservative said. You find the Constitution as your guiding document. I asked you, well, you know, how do you feel about, for instance, getting rid of the federal government and just going, you know, having a state government at that point? And that, to me, sounds like a very limited government position to say, hey, well, there's three layers of government here. We got local, uh, we got state, we got federal. Let's just chop the federal government off and then just deal with local and state government, taking a tremendous You've burden. you got county and city. you got four layers okay, of government. Okay, well, let's keep it simple. Don't forget uh, your homeowners association, five. T- taking a uh, – yeah, yeah right. voluntary. Uh, but taking you know that, that big top layer off and boosting the economy, that seems to be a very limited government statement. But when I proposed it to you, you rejected it because you believe that there's some sort of value in the central uh, – central authority and i'm just wondering does that seem juxtaposed to you does that seem like your your uh, your your values are in conflict if you have a value of limited government how can you also at the same time value the federal government sure that's a great question um i think that if there were if there were things that i was that i was confident and and please please don't think that i'm you know that i'm in favor of a of a huge uh, massive federal government um but i i think that I think that there are things that, um, like the the framers um, intended, that there would be things that the federal government should be held responsible for, things that are bigger than things that state and local governments could take care of. One particular thing I would say is national defense. I, think I figured that's you would. Too big. I now, think it's too big a job. How do those other countries defend themselves? Isaac, I've, I've got to stop you here. Now, you didn't agree with the Afghan war and you didn't agree with the uh, the Iraq war. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Now, um, I, I guess I'd, I'd challenge you that if uh, national defense is something that the, the, the framers were so concerned with, and I believe they were, um, hasn't the army, the, the military, really been used in, the, in a manner of adventurism, uh, you know, uh, basically empire building for the last six decades? I'd argue against uh, the, even the Pacific uh, theater of World War II, but that's a much deeper conversation than what I'm talking about here. I think, um, you know, what do you what do you think about the last six decades of foreign policy? Certainly, certainly we've been involved in too much nation building. Um, we've been involved in too much too adventurism, much. as as you put it. Some nation um, building is okay. That, some adventurism okay. I, no, no, not at all. Okay. Uh, I think that I think that uh, Ron Paul has put put forth a, a pretty um, a pretty consistent platform on how he on how he uh, would you know would tackle the idea of national defense. I think I would um, consider myself in agreement with him uh, on, on a lot of those. Isaac, it's a been a great conversation. Thank you so much for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I still hear some contradictions there, but Ron I want to get to for secession, isn't he? I don't think he opposes it. Okay. All right, let's talk to Elizabeth. Ladies uh, here, Elizabeth, you're on Free Talk Live listening to WSCFM in South Carolina. Elizabeth, Good evening. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Well, thanks. I'm actually running as a Republican candidate for the uh, state superintendent here in South Carolina. What okay. is the state superintendent? Um, and so, you know, based on a government education that's supposed to be one of democracy for equalization of all of our citizens. 
And uh, as a Republican, I, I'm, a, you know, as your other caller, a firm believer in the Constitution of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness from undue government or mental interference. So are you going to try and, to eliminate public schooling when you get in there? <laughs> no, I'm not going to eliminate public schooling. I think it does serve a purpose. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of issues that we have with public education, especially from the nat- from the federal government with the No Child Left Behind, which has been an overriding burden on the Tenth Amendment of state sovereignty, which has been, you know, education has been a state right. Hmm. I don't know if that's answered the question. I mean, it's it's all very interesting. I will, I'll bring you back if you're willing to hang through the news. Uh, we'll talk to Elizabeth some more because I'd like to know what it means to her. Is she a conservative? She hasn't really used that term yet. She's talked about how she's a Republican candidate for something. Does that mean you're a conservative? What does it mean to you, Elizabeth, to be a conservative? We'll find out. And I believe we have somebody, and hopefully he'll hang on too, who claims to be a progressive because we haven't gotten that perspective yet tonight. Uh, 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Coming up this hour, and Mark, don't let me forget it, uh, we've got a pair of tickets to the 12 Hours of Sebring, which is this huge racing extravaganza party thing uh, that is thrown on a once-a-year basis, and it lasts over a number of days in, the, in central Florida. Yep. And so we've got a, a couple of those tickets coming up, so stay tuned for that opportunity. You'll need the special contest lines. We'll give those to you at the time of the giveaway, so be prepared for that. All right, we have uh, started the show out tonight, for those of you just tuning in, asking a question. The question is a simple one, but uh, it's getting some very interesting answers. And the question is, to those of you out there listening, who consider yourselves one of, uh, if you consider yourself left or right, you consider yourself liberal or conservative, or progressive, or conservative, what does that mean to you? What, What to you does it mean to be on the left or to be on the right? If that's how you would describe yourself. And so far we've had the conservatives calling in. And I think we're, we're actually going to get to a uh, self-described progressive here in a little bit. But we've got Elizabeth still on the line with us listening to WSC-FM in Charleston. Now, Elizabeth, you called in and you started talking about how you're a Republican running for something. And uh, you went off onto a couple of issues. But I'm curious as to what it means to you, if you don't mind explaining, what it means to you to be a – I'm presuming you would call yourself a conservative. Is that is that true? That would be true. Okay, so what does it mean to Elizabeth to be a conservative? Um, it means to be fiscally responsible, including the government, to have a balanced budget. So as long as the government uh, – is there are, are there any, any other principles that are attached to that, or is it just you know, balancing well, no, the budget? I mean, it, it, on, to be a conservative, as we well know, it's defined as a Republican. Or a Republican. Well, that's not what the last conservative defined said. Defined as a conservative. That's well, not what it, the last guy all, said. 
for the I would say the majority of the people, if you were to ask that question, they would align that with that side. I'd, I'd agree that if you call somebody conservative, the chances are good that you're going to they're probably going to vote Republican. Question for you on that, though, if that's true, would you say that the Republicans in Washington, D.C., the elected Republicans would also, by your definition, be conservatives? Um. We have had our conservatives. Uh, you know, the Congress has been pretty much ruled by the Democratic or the left or the liberals or whatever you want to call them. Um, we're not giving anything a definition. <laughs> For the last several, you know, eight or more years, um, even though we've had a Republican president. I thought the Republicans were in complete charge for at least a number of those years. Yeah, 2000 to 2006, the Republicans had majorities in the House and the Senate, and uh, of course they had the president from. But nonetheless, that's just uh, you know a fact. Uh, so let's let's talk about here your beliefs, uh, because what I heard from you, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that to be a conservative means to balance, to have a balanced budget, to be fiscally responsible. So exactly. does that mean that there is a, a maximum cap on the amount of spending that one can have as long as the budget is balanced to be a conservative? Oh, personally, hmm. no, I don't think there's a cap on the personal expenditures. But no, no, uh, no think, not personally, you know, not in your not in your home life. I mean, government wise. Well, government is just supposed. The definition of the federal government, as we well know, has been uh, national security and economic interest for the country. Um, that our free markets are not jeopardized. Would you say that? Would you say that the the, so you're saying the government exists to not jeopardize free markets? When was the last time there was a free market? Who jeopardizes free markets? Well, we know who jeopardizes it at this point, but what we believe, you know, here on the uh, grassroots level, is they should not be. But I'm asking if, if if you believe in a free market, and I do. Um, I'm I'm just saying who jeopardizes free markets? What what organization is most dangerous to free markets? Well, I think the answer is obvious. Uh, no, it's that not. We're asking you because regulation. it's not. Well, then, then what do we need a government for if, um, if, if a government is what is dangerous to free markets? Well, the danger of our government is the growth of non-essential services, of um, control over, as you well said earlier in the show, that we're ranking now seventh in economic freedom. It's sad. Yes, we should be first. So, I mean, how would you propose any, you know, any changes to the federal government? I mean, what would you like to see as a conservative? Um, I would like to see the federal government limited for sure, and uh, going like back to state sovereignty. State sovereignty. So, when you say the federal government should be limited, what does that mean? Um, that they, we need to we need to take away or give back the control that they have since removed from the states. So how do you feel about secession? Well, South Carolina's done it before. <laughs> it didn't turn out so well. No, no, they weren't um, very good at it the first time. No, no, no. But nobody, would, nobody's would, good at anything I would not recommend time. it, but I do think as a whole, I think it. the country is very upset, regardless of whether you're a Democrat or Republican, with the state of affairs at the federal level. Thank you, Elizabeth, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I think that last statement's absolutely true. I think that uh, I think we'll find people that would describe themselves as both conservative and liberal that would support the idea of secession. Let's continue, and I believe we have a self-described progressive here. Steve is listening in Ashland, I believe, to KMED. Hello, Steve. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, you're on the air. Um, I I would uh, 
have to lead towards the liberal side, and the reason would be because um, I believe that something like 60% of the wealth in this country is controlled by 1% of the population, and that 1% of the population controls close to 60% of the wealth. And although I've done pretty well in my life, I know that I'm not in that top 1%, and so I know that there is a huge 99% of the population that actually needs uh, a little bit more help than, say, the top 1%. And I think that the top 1% um, gets ample representation on Fox News and the Republican Party, you know, which is just an arm of the Republican Party. And they also have, you know, the same organization that owns the Wall Street Journal, and they bring out their op-ed people to back up the views. And, uh, you know, along those lines, that's, that's that big feeling of what is liberal or what's conservative. So let me see if I'm interpreting what you're saying correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong. So to be a progressive or a liberal uh, in your in your mind means to uh, to align with the the little guy the the ninety nine percent as opposed to the uh, the one percent of the the wealth holders is that what it means to be yeah liberal yeah that's that's about what it, that's what it means you know I'm, I'm a business owner and I employ people and I'd like lower taxes but I've got a mom and I've got four kids and I need a job. I need police, you know, to patrol the highways and have the highways safe. And I need the schools to be good. And I need a medical system for my aging parents, you know. So there's a lot that I need from the government. But, you know, and I'm willing to contribute as much as I possibly can, you know, to the good of our society. Why is it a uh, foregone conclusion in your mind that the government must uh, be the provider of this? Yeah, isn't the government the most inefficient organization to do anything? Uh, You know, I. A lot of times I believe that, but it's tough, you know, I'm, I'm also, you can't depend on the ultra-wealthy to trickle down to us all. Because Why do you believe that point of information here? What what makes you believe that? And I think that there's something to be said for the uh, the super elites, the uh, the ultra wealthy types having a, a you know an undue amount of influence over ge- generally things in general. But uh, w- why would you believe that they would somehow not be able to say completely control the agencies of the government that you believe are going to be uh, you know providing you with these services or somehow protecting you against the one percent? I think government is all of us. I don't, and so I believe that. Do you have any evidence? We, well, yeah, we vote, and we, you know, <laughs> uh, we, we come, you know, our taxes are combined, and our money is distributed. It seems and to me, so though, that, Steve, that you vote for Tweedledee or Tweedledum. Uh, this kind of, as we've been talking about, this left-right paradigm that they, the elite, if you will, created. Uh, for you. I'll, I'll bring yeah. you back because you're the first progressive uh, or first liberal, self-described liberal to call on this topic tonight. And if you don't mind, I'd like to continue the discussion. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. What does it mean to you to be on the left or on the right? For, for me, I think it's all an illusion. And it's an illusion that is uh, very beneficial to those people that he's talking about, that 1%. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. And for the grand prize, why was marijuana made illegal? Uh, because it's a gateway drug. Because there's no medical value. Because it corrupts the youth. Uh, because drugs are bad, okay? Because it kills your brain cells. Uh, because it makes you dumb. Because it makes you lazy. Uh, because it'll make boys grow boobs. 
because uh, it threatens industry and Americans are a bunch of sheep. MarijuanaMuscle.com Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. They include our webcam and our chat room. They're both uh, together on the same page. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com. There's actually an option to make the chat full screen as well, but cam.freetalklive.com to get interactive with other listeners and watch and listen to the show. Manchester Brewing, we realize that you have many beer choices that are available to you. But does your beer make you bulletproof and invisible? We don't think so. Manchesterbrewing.com. 800-259-9231. We continue here with a discussion that started uh, last hour about, I just want to know, what does it mean to to those of you out there who would self-describe as left or right or conservative or liberal? What does it mean to you to be those terms to be in those categories because i'm not real i'm not real sure on on what those things mean and so i figured it's best to ask people that would self-describe that way and uh, we have uh, we spent the first hour talking to people who would self-describe as conservative and we finally uh, have unearthed a a liberal someone who self-described as a liberal steve is in oregon and steve you're back with us Uh, are you there sir yeah okay Excellent. Now, let's uh, Mark, you had something that uh, Steve had said earlier that you wanted to uh, to make a I guess a comment on or ask a further question about the 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 issue of whether or not government is all of us. Yeah, Steve, you had said that uh, the government is all of us. We all get a vote and I I'd, I'd like to point out that I've voted uh, in most elections that have been available to me and um, I think that there was one time that one person got elected uh, um, that I voted for, which uh, then I I have a very difficult time connecting myself to the all of us out there but um you know I, I i will admit to you that the government is some of us and i guess my question is is isn't the government really just run by the people with money and influence and isn't it always going to be as long as there's some system where they can can have money and influence aren't they going to be able to use that system against the little people which are the ones you're you're worried about Right, and that's why you know we have to, we have to work towards maybe it is uh, uh, campaign finance uh, reform or something so that you you know that that, uh, that you can't just buy elections because yeah we were all here for even an election where the uh, the loser was given the election you know and. Uh, so, but, but but campaign you know, finance to, reform is just rearranging the you know the deck chairs right, on the, the campaign Titanic. finance reform is well, only going to happens. be at, uh, the campaign finance reform is only going to be done by the people that have power and influence. Aren't those the ones you're worried about? Well, yeah, for I, sure. There you've got you know, but I, I'm looking at that top one percent. I'm thinking that they're more more likely invested in you know the military industrial complex and big oil you don't think they're they'd... more likely to be the ones that you know got us into a uh, you know attacking iraq sure sure man but no but my question and, to and you is my question to you is, and you seem you seem very invested in this idea of getting your your guys into the government, but aren't your guys really their guys? Aren't your guys the ones that got us into this Iraq war? I mean, isn't Barack Obama? Didn't he do a troop increase? Aren't they all the same? They're just lying to you. Um, Barack Obama. 
Barack Obama's been in office le- for about a year. He's the he's I, the commander in chief under Bush, but. And no, I'm. I, I, it's not going to be easy for anybody to extricate ourselves from the mess. Yes, it is. That we're in See, this right is now. this is the damned lie. Barack Obama is the commander in chief. He is the top military guy. He can move any military guy around the world any way he wants. He could put every man, woman, and child that's um, in, in the United States military on the first thing smoking home. And by giving him a pass and saying, "Well, he deserves the peace prize because he's for peace," is just you're just lying to yourself. I, I, I didn't say he should have the peace prize. I think in, in uh, not too long he'll start drawing down those forces in Iraq. And, um, you know, it, the, the people that attacked us on 9-11 did come out of uh, the mountains of Afghanistan and Pakistan, and that's where we seem to be focusing. So if we've got to have a war, I guess that's the place we've got to have it. But I, I don't think we should. But you, you know, said, yeah, you sound a little I, resigned to that I particular mean, viewpoint. Right. Um, Barack Obama's I mean, well, uh, his, yeah, his own his own um, envoys over there um, say that there is nothing to be had for the United States in Afghanistan. That Al Qaeda has left Afghanistan. That their only thing to fight is the Taliban um, left there, and their only concern is the, the 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 very small possibility that the Taliban may rise up and go to Pakistan and take the the nuke weapons. Not that that wasn't a possibility before the uh, the the Afghan war. Well, speaking of possibilities, uh, one more question I for you. Go, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, for sure, I, I for sure want them out of there. I, I would much rather spend that money on on uh, uh, universal health care for everyone. <laughs> that way I wouldn't have to worry about the comp claims that come with my business. I wouldn't have to worry about the health of my, of my parents. and my. You might uh, be surprised on, you might be surprised on oh, that You'll issue. be worried about the health of your parents. You well, can well, believe well, that. But point you of know, information. Your parents have Medicare, plan. man. Is, 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 is both it, have better plans than we do when it comes to health care. Uh, none of the politicians have good plans. None of none of the politicians have good plans because they all involve force. They all involve coercion. They all involve uh, a one-size-fits-all program run by this centralized uh, authoritarian government that will force its way down our throats, whether it's a Republican way or a Democrat way. It's all it's all the same to me. But my question again well, comes back to the, uh, the this. You got it. It's going to be forced to get anything from you, for sure. You're damn right they're going to have to use force on me to uh, to get anything from me. There's no doubt about that because I don't want to go no, along with this. I don't want to go along with killing people in uh, around the world. I'm with you on that one. I don't want to go uh, – you know, I don't want to have – what's the difference between killing people around the world and threatening your own citizens if they don't do what they want? I mean this is the whole liberal dichotomy. We're about peace. You're not about peace. You're about threatening people into doing what you want them to do. No, I, what I, you know what I really liked was that peace dividend we got when Clinton was in office and he shut down all the military bases and we had all that. I'm for that. How that can I'm budget. for that? Absolutely. How can you define peace as threatening people you don't agree with in order to do what you want? I think that's what taxes are. Right. That is what that is what taxes are. Absolutely. Well, it, I mean, it's part of the system. You got to work within the system. Ah, oh, you got to. Th- you have to threaten people because that's the way it has has always been. That it. Yeah. We own slaves. Uh, human nature, beings. That's why we have prisons and police forces and laws. No, that, that, that's something entirely different, dude. The prisons are for people that have harmed other people. I haven't harmed you by not giving you my your my money for whatever medical purpose you want. Um, you know, there up until there weren't slaves anymore. There were slaves. So do you think it was okay to have slaves? No, uh, you know, I would have been on the other side of that issue. But that right. was the system. That, right, but but that's the system, man. It's And it's that that's the system. system. you got to use it. No, it was well, the whole country. Yeah. There was slavery all across this uh, this country. Yeah, at, at some point. 
Okay, well, uh, yeah, at least there was some foresight. You know, there was some um, enlightened folks that changed that. Now, would you say that? If you can have me pay for your medical um, expenses, aren't I your slave? Well, I'm, you know, I think that we'd all just be, I, I think that the idea that we all need medical attention at some point, I don't think it should be a for-profit industry. I don't think that you, that someone What about food? Wait, 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 what, what, what about food? Mixed up, confused guy. Well, no, everybody's confused. Right, I mean, everybody all... needs, conf- everybody needs food. Shouldn't food be for free? We'll come back with that. I want to find out his answer to this one. Hang on, hang on, Steve. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Bring it back. We'll bring you back for more. 800-259-9231. If medical care is necessary, then food is far more necessary. I mean, everybody needs that every day. Peace is important, and you're going to have to pay for it. I'm going to shoot you. There's more coming up here. Uh, Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. From the last margins of the land of Big Brother comes a new pro-freedom website. The UK Libertarian rails against the country's ridiculous regulation. It's crumbling National Health Service. It's disintegrating government schools and the political parasites, leeching more of our freedom every single day. Visit us at www.theuklibertarian.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial on in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include our shrine of female listeners, dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. That's shrine. .freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you can go to uh, HostGator.com and use code FTL to get your first month completely free. It's HostGator.com, code FTL. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's uh, continue here dis- discussing the issue of the what I consider to be a false paradigm. Uh, I consider it to be a illusory to essentially be uh, placed in front of people in order to deceive them into believing they're actually making a significant choice when, in point of fact, they're actually just choosing between two sides of essentially the same coin, uh, left, right. My question has been, and we've been getting answers from people tonight, is what does it mean to you if you consider yourself left or right, if you consider yourself liberal or conservative? What does that mean to you? What does it mean to be a conservative? What does it mean to be a liberal? And we've actually got a self-described liberal on the line with us. He's uh, he's being a good sport. So I, I just I'm keeping you on here extra time here, Steve, because well, first of all, it's a good conversation. Secondly, I don't know how many other self-described liberals we're going to get, considering we're uh, we appear on mostly uh, so-called conservative talk stations. So I appreciate you uh, you playing ball with us here as we try to. Uh, well, you're making me defend my positions, but I'm I'm all right with that. Yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, that's kind of the, uh, kind of the point here. And so over to, our, over to the food issue, I think our society has decided that um, a certain level of food is to be supplied to all people in our country. This is the United States of America. Nobody goes hungry here. You know, no, and, and the reason why no one goes hungry here, in my opinion, is because there's competition in the marketplace for food, and so that's the reason why you get to walk into a, any one of your choice of multiple uh, grocery superstores in most areas of this country and see thousands oh, upon thousands of products on the shelves all vying for your hard-earned dollars. Well, 
No way. The reason people have the reason why there's free food is because Democrats got it through Congress to have so, social security and and the food stamp program. That's not a Republican or a conservative. You didn't. No, no, no. You didn't answer. You didn't hear what I was saying. What I was well, saying is I'm the reason why food is so plentiful in this country. And by the way, the food bank around here isn't run by Democrats or Republicans. It's run by people that care about getting food into poor people's mouths. Um, but and it doesn't yeah. have anything to do around here. It doesn't have anything to do with the government except for the fact that they take a few thousand dollars of their uh, very large operating budget from the local state, and they could they could do without it just fine. Um, I'm so, about food stamps. Food stamps. A level of free food in our country provided by the government. Let's talk about social security. By the Democrats. Let's talk to you to talk about social security. Who lives longer? Brought by the Democrats. Right, right. Democrats, social security. Gotcha. Who lives longer, men or women? Um, pretty sure that women do. Right. These are all generalizations. Who lives longer, rich people or poor people? The rich people because they have. Okay, that's fine. Healthcare. Good answer. Who lives longer, black people or white people? White people. So why should four? Why should three poor black men pay to support every rich white woman who's on Social Security? Good question. <laughs> it's a crappy system, dude. It's a system that's set up by people that aren't you. The people you don't like, the 1%. Right? And it's disguised as giving help to people that you think need help. And I understand I want to help those people, too. I just think that the government is the most inefficient organization to do these things. And the government only has one card to play. And that card is you do what we say or we throw you in a cage and, and take everything you have and shoot you. And if, if somebody is if, – if you believe that a principle of being a liberal is that you're in favor of peace – now, you haven't said that. Do you believe that's one of your principles? Um, well, I, I would like to use force in a little more limited manner than I've seen in my lifetime. You know, uh, there's, there's sometimes when it's a necessary evil. I'm sure of it. But, uh, you know, uh, peace, peace is definitely – uh, a, a goal to strive for. Yeah, I I, I entirely agree with you. I think that Me too. Uh, I, I think that uh, whenever I, I you know I, I I think that there's the idea of a just war. I mean I I believe in the idea of just violence and just force, but man, I don't see too much of it. And nor shall you have it uh, when you have this monolithic organization out there with the ability to literally just run uh, roughshod over anybody that stands in its way. If if you decide you disagree with whatever its organizational goals are at the moment, whether it's killing brown people around the world or forcibly redistributing uh, wealth uh, to other people that it deems to be more appropriate for, the, for that wealth, whatever it is you disagree with, if you decide to disagree with it loud enough, there's a good chance that they'll just decide to roll right over top of you and, and crush the, literally crush the life right out of you and so inherently the organization that uh, that you're that you're supporting and trying to change to your liking is an inherently violent and not peaceful organization i think that's one of the contradictions here that hopefully we've exposed and i thank you for the call tonight and the uh, the conversation steve we certainly appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 let's continue here brian i believe is in tampa listening to wfla brian you're on free talk live with ian and mark yeah uh, first of all i want to Congratulate you on your show. I've never listened to your show. I just happened to hear it and I called in. Welcome. Well, I think your call, your callers actually are pretty are pretty interesting as well. Thank you. Um, 
the engineer was extremely intelligent, bright, yet the liberal was shockingly <laughs> typical liberal. And he says he's a, uh, he's a he's a self-employed guy or he owns his own business, yet he does the exact opposite in his process of thoughts to you as it relates to his passion. So it's an oxymoron just listening to him is, is actually the reason, you know, for my call. I think the problem in this country, I call myself a fiscal conservative and, and maybe some social libertarian, um, but, you know, I, I believe in the concept of, of the words freedom with responsibility. And, and I think the problem with your last caller, the liberal, is he doesn't understand that. And if he understood that, then all of his decisions outside of his business, and apparently he's been fairly successful, I would imagine, um, and a lot of those decisions from the business side would equate over to the other areas of his life and, and, and his attitude towards whether it's health care or, you know, uh, charity or, or government intervention in a lot of areas. Brian, I never I blame anybody. I never blame anybody for resting on the easy answer of, well, there are certain things that we need in life, and so therefore we look to this organization that we've all been taught should be taking care of certain things for us. I mean, we all went, most of us did at least, go to the uh, the government indoctrination camps, and uh, you know we were taught there that, uh, well, government is supposed to do these certain things. It's supposed to take care of you when you're sick. It's supposed to take care of you when you're old. It's supposed, it's supposed to-, to take care of uh, you know the problems of foreigners who want to uh, destroy us and our way of life. It's supposed to do these things, and so I, it ne- I never blame anybody for having that uh, for retaining that particular viewpoint all the way late into life because it's just kind of like he said earlier that's the system we live in and so i i would never rain on anyone's parade because of that but what but what about you 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 kind of self-described uh yourself as uh what what was it again well i could i consider myself you know i consider myself a fiscal conservative and i guess um i'm a you know, a social libertarian, and I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, my background, very simply, is, uh, you know, I, I, I've never had a dime of taxes ever taken out of any money I've ever made in my life, and I'm probably one of the very few people in the country. Wow, like so you work that. underground? So I was, I was, I was, uh, I was uh, legally blind in, in one eye. Um, I worked two jobs and had a self, and my own business when I was, uh, when I went back to college at age 20. Got a degree in four years and got a golf scholarship, and, you know, all the money I've ever made in my life from the time I had my paper out to age 50, which I find myself today, has been made by me and the development of me and my freedom of my responsibility. My problem with, with you know, the Ponzi scheme of Social Security, which I which I, I, I debated a the Democrat running for office and out of a restaurant one day and had 50 people around me as I, as I blew her away with logic and common sense. We'll get your problem here in a moment with Social Security. Hang on, Brian. We're coming up 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, this is Larry Janeski of Larry Janeski's Basement Systems. I've been helping homeowners all across the country get the most out of their basements for 22 years. Right now, I'm going to bat for you. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be. Call 888-600-1113 and take advantage of the economy to get the best deal in years. Now is the best time to fix your basement and keep your hard-earned money in your own pocket. Call 888-600-1113 or visit 
talkbasements.com and I'll give you $500 off your full perimeter basement waterproofing system. You can use your beautiful basement today for your child's playroom, a home office, or just extra storage. And don't pay a cent until 2010. I'll stand behind our work forever with a lifetime warranty. Call 888-600-1113 or visit talkbasements.com and I'll give you a free water watch alarm. Call 888-600-1113 or visit talkbasements.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The live Saturday edition of the program, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are for free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the program, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Hope ex- hopefully expand minds beyond the left-right paradigm, this oversimplified, silly nonsense that Americans are presented with in the government schools, first and foremost, by their parents, because, well, they've been raised in the same uh, indoctrination system, uh, and, of course, on the major major media, because the major media is made up of people that have been indoctrinated by the, the government schools to believe that this left-right paradigm is all there is. Uh, and if you're outside of that, if you don't identify with left and right, you must be crazy. Uh, so you get it in the media, you just get hit with it all over the place. And it's so false. It's just so misleading for folks. Uh, so y- you can help us get this show into more stations. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. In fact, speaking of stations, I do want to get back to our calls here, but I just want to say hello to a whole bunch. I think this is a record-setting uh, week. Actually, it was last week that these stations come on board, but I always wait an extra week to make sure everything goes smoothly. Uh, so welcome to three brand-new affiliates, including KBLL 1240 AM in Helena, Montana, uh, as well as Albuquerque's uh, more positive talk radio AM 15. 50 KIVA Kiva plus AM 930 Progressive Talk KBAI in Bellingham, Bellingham Washington. Yeah. So, wow. Welcome aboard to everybody who is coming on. It's interesting, too, because one is more like a uh, the, the Helena station, KBLL, is one of those more kind of traditional conservative talkers. Uh, Kiva down in Albuquerque is kind of a lifestyle talker. They've got the, you know, the Dr. Joy, uh, the Dave Ramsey on during, uh, the, during the daytime hours. And then, uh, of course, uh, KBAI in Bellingham is a progressive talker. So nice little mix of, uh, of new stations coming on board here. So welcome. Uh, let's continue here. Oh, by the way, we still have to do the giveaway. So coming up before the end of the hour, Mark, you're going to have to like beat me if I don't uh, do this right this week. Because last week I bombed out and we didn't give it away until the third hour. And most of our Florida listeners are listening right now. So the 12 Hours of Sebring giveaway is coming up. If you're a Florida listener, this is probably uh, going to be something, if you like racing, that is, that you're really going to look forward to. So. Uh, I didn't consider myself a race fan before I went to the the Sebring race, and I thought it was awesome. So we'll get to that. Plus, uh, the public school system sucks off the productive capacity of hardworking people. And whether public education succeeds or fails, spoiler alert, it fails, at providing real education to the public, the cost goes up and up year after year, and there are no refunds. Oh, yeah, and it also destroys individualism and curiosity. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of public education. You can visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. That's schoolsucksproject.com. 
Now then, we had, and we still, I believe we still do have Brian with us in Tampa listening to WFLA. My original question, Brian, was if you describe yourself as a liberal or conservative or left or right uh, to call and explain why. You called in and uh, and gave us the, well, I'm a uh, social uh, liberal and a fiscal conservative, which kind of translates to a liberty-minded person from what I can tell. So you're really kind of more, it sounds like in alliance with us uh, in general. You weren't really the person I was looking to talk to, but I figured it'd be fair to let somebody like you in to, to get your thoughts out. So go ahead with uh, with your thoughts on, I guess, Social Security is where you were before we went to break. Well, I just think, uh, you know, Social Security is a Ponzi scheme. And, and the problem with people is the more government you give them, the more weaker they are. And, and, and my problem with, with that is that this country is, it, it, you know, look at, look at, look at what Reed and Obama and Pelosi and Al Sharpton and all these people are doing. They're, they're, they're bloodsuckers. They're sucking off the weak. To, to, to get them to vote for them. Well, I and, noticed that you uh, you only mentioned Democrats there, which makes you sound almost makes you sound positive. I'd like to just throw in George Bush uh, and uh, Trent Lott or whoever other whatever Newt Gingrich, whatever other Republican. Can we throw them in there too as bloodsuckers? Would that be fair? Well, I, you know, George Bush, I'm really disappointed in because I thought that he would come in and be a lot more you know, fiscally conservative. He did have campaign signs that said uh, smaller government on them. That's I remember the, that. That's the lie, right? The the Democrats tell the um, tell the lie to their constituents. We're here to help you. That's their lie. The or Repu- support peace. Right. The Republicans, well, I mean, peace is helping people. The Republicans' lie is we're for smaller government because all you have to do is look at the times when you had Republicans in office. And this was uh, during Dwight D. Eisenhower's campaign, uh, uh, you know, his presidency and during George Bush his presidency the only times in, um, in in the last century that we've had Republicans in the House, the Senate, and the White House, and both times government increased. Republicans aren't about smaller government. It's just a lie. I got I got to disagree with you. I think you <laughs> okay. no, we're not aligned. Then go I ahead. I think you mentioned the name Newt Gingrich, and the, the one thing you know in my 30s, I guess when when he took over, uh, did the contract with America. Well, I guess I'm very analytical and I'm very, um, I believe, in efficiency. So when he did the contract with America and, and balanced budget and, 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 of course, Clinton got into the, the welfare reform efficiency and so on from Tommy Thompson's uh, game plan that worked in Wisconsin, I think what you'll find is, I, I think with the Scott Brown election, I think, I think re- remarkably, the more people actually get involved and they say, Enough's enough. Trillions of dollars are being fleeced from our country. This is not funny anymore. It's not funny anymore. What, and I think what, what, what does this is, have to do with, with, uh, with Newt Gingrich? Said enough. Oh. The, the, wait, um, the Republicans that were in the House during the 90s um, that signed the uh, that, that signed the, the contract with America, supposedly nobody signed anything. It was just a PR thing. Um, before Gingrich got his butt kicked out, um, those guys were still in there in the 2000s when George was um, George Bush was in there when the government grew from 2000 to 2006 more than 60 percent. Far more than Clinton's uh, administration. Right, bigger than, than it was um, during the Clinton's administration. So I've got to disagree that's with you. Cool, but that's correct, but they got kicked out because the independents said, you guys are full of baloney. Right, because that's what I just said to you, is the Republicans' lie is that they believe in small government. And you just circled around and agreed with me. Well, they believe it. They, they, let me explain. You know, life is a matter of, of, of evils, and 
you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, okay? So life's a matter of evils. It's the lesser of two evils. The Democrats want to socialize the country, and they want to take away guys like me who have worked their butts off to try to become somebody. I pretty sure the but the, the uh, I'm pretty sure the Republicans the Republicans are spending too. those tax dollars, uh, you know, on the military. George dude. Bush had that Medicare program that uh, that prescription uh, thing that uh, was a real big socialized thing that uh, that he passed. And as Mark pointed out, and maybe it glossed over you or uh, went over your head, but Mark pointed out that during the uh, the six years where the Republicans were in c- total control, the government dramatically increased in size, scope, and uh, and cost. Far beyond uh, what Bill Clinton could possibly have dreamed of doing. Uh, So it seems that all the evidence points that the Republicans are all in favor of bigger and bigger government and have done absolutely zero to do anything to change that. They talk about Thank it you. sometimes. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing Rush from you. Rush Limbaugh gets on the air and talks about smaller government. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. I guess I jumped to a conclusion when he described himself as uh, fiscally conservative and uh, socially liberal. I jumped to the conclusion that we might agree on uh, stuff there, but it sounds like he's still really into the paradigm that uh, Republicans actually give a damn about well, smaller you government. Have to, uh, what, what people feel like um, is that they have have to vote for somebody and i understand why it is that they vote for whomever it is that they vote yeah for. how about that viewpoint of the world's just a bunch of evils that's a strange viewpoint isn't it well I, I i think that if you're going to vote for for somebody that you generally are voting for a lesser of two evils isn't that so yeah but this, I'm, he meant more than just politics maybe just kind of just his his worldview was that the world is full of you know evils maybe that's not what he meant i mean that's not what i got out of it let's continue here uh buddy is in south florida listening wfla online buddy you're on free talk live hey uh guys i i uh i just ran across your radio station online uh uh and uh fascinated uh by the simple question you know uh, of uh you know what do you believe and i just i, I just I, I had to call in because i was listening uh, not just to uh, to Steve and and, and 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 other folks, but you know, I think the biggest problem that I see is that um, a lot of people don't know what they believe, whether they're Democrat or Republican or, or independent or otherwise. And um, you know, I, I think that that's it's, it's a great subject. And I think you know, they I think they've been told a story, and that uh, they like the story that they were told, whether it was by their teachers or their parents or whatever. Right. They liked what they heard, and they said, "Yeah." I like that. I agree with that. That's me. And then they went along, and they never really questioned the premises. They never really questioned the stories. They just always took it at face value and said, "Oh, that's the system we live in. Yeah. You're either left or you're right." And I know you had more. I want to, if you want, I'll bring you back here in hour number three after the news. We'll uh, we'll let you flesh out what your answer is sure. or your thoughts are there in a moment. Uh, more with Buddy. Your calls as well about anything at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Right now, though, we've got two tickets to give to you to the 12 hours of sebring and mark this is a full pass for all four, four days. days yeah uh it's happening in the center of florida uh sebring florida it's a huge uh, it's a racing event that is a party all at the same time and you've been mark and you just rave about it when yeah, it, uh, i really enjoyed myself uh so we're going to give the the two t- uh, two pass to you right now if you're caller number four at 603-435-1105 that's 603-435-1105. And when is it happening, Mark? Do you happen to have the date? It's uh, March the 17th to the 21st, I believe. 17th through 21st. If you're caller 4 right now, uh, 603-435-1105, you win. Hour three's coming up. Money talks, and it sounds just like Jim Kramer. I'm Kramer. 
money talks, and sometimes it shouts when the results speak for themselves. Investors worldwide follow Jim Cramer's advice on TV, in books, and on websites like thestreet.com. And whether the market's up, down, or sideways, Jim's always hunting down a bull market. And now you can follow Cramer's portfolio at getcramer.com. Okay, here's how it works. Every time I buy or sell, I will email you ahead of time. Did you hear me? Ahead of time. It's like, if you can read, you can read my mind. My portfolio, fueled by my great research, is designed to deliver success. And I'll share it with you at GetKramer.com. Today, you can sign up for two weeks of free access to Kramer's Picks and Portfolio. Just go to GetKramer.com and enter code word FREE. GetKramer.com free today. Go to GetKramer.com. Code word free. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on that site, and they're all free for you. So enjoy those on us. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to squeeze every last dime out of you they possibly can. Uh, ours is free. Freetalklive.com. As we continue here, we started the show out with a question that has uh, fueled the, the entire program so far. You're still welcome to call in and bring up anything. And I think uh, maybe we'll eventually we'll be able to change the topic. But so far, people are responding to the question of if you, are consider, if you consider yourself left or right, if you consider yourself liberal or conservative or progressive or conservative, what does that mean to you? Because I don't consider myself any of those things. And maybe at one time I would have in my life, but since then I've uh, you know, discovered what peace is really all about and what liberty is really all about. And uh, they don't teach you these things Personal in Personal responsibility. School. Yeah, they don't teach you these things in, uh, in government school. They teach you that, well, you're either kids, you're either a liberal or conservative. Now, let's see, which side do you want to be on? Uh, and it's very simplistic. And remember, simplistic. the people on the other side really suck. Yeah, it's very simplistic. And very dumbing down. And I think it's very important to, to, to ask people, what does it mean? Well, it, some of the people will just say, I'm a conservative. I'm a progressive. This is what I am. But what does it really mean to you to be those things? That's what I'm trying to understand tonight. Because I don't know if I really understood when I considered myself a fill-in-the-blank. Uh, I don't know if I really understood what that, uh, what that meant. And it sounds like some people have some ideas as far as what they uh, what they believe, and we've kind of been challenging those ideas tonight. And of course, you're again certainly welcome to bring it's a up job, anything. isn't it? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. All right, let's continue here. I think Buddy is still with us, listening to WFLA online in Florida. Buddy, you're on Free Talk Live again. Now, go ahead. We've got a little more time at this point. Not nailed to uh, the clock so hard here. What were you trying to express to us in the last hour? Oh yeah, no, uh, no, no problem. Uh, uh, well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because, um, you know, I, I'm a Christian, and, and I've had, I had some people ask me one day, they said, well, are you Presbyterian, are you Catholic, are you Methodist? And I said, no, I'm just a Christian. They said, no, you have to be one of those. <laughs> and I said, I said, no, no, I'm just a Christian, just like Jesus is a Christian. He wasn't Presbyterian or Methodist or anything. And so it, it's interesting. It's almost the same, you know, in, in, but on that side of the fence. And I guess, I guess if I was to have any kind of label, I would be the closest relation I would have would be a Christian conservative. And, um, and, and you know, one, oh, one thing before I tell you why I would say that I am is it was interesting what, what Steve had said earlier, you know, and, and what he was talking about almost like a redistrib- redistribution of wealth and how, you know, to help people. And, 
and I'm, I've been reading this book called The 5,000-Year Leap, uh, Principles of Freedom 101. And on page 116, if, if you'll uh, uh, you know, let me read just a few lines out of it. Sure. It said, uh, uh, how governments sometimes commit legal crimes. And it says, but suppose the kind-hearted man decided to ask the mayor and city council to force the man with two cars to give one to his uh, pedestrian neighbor. Does that make it... Does that make it any more legitimate? Obviously, this makes it even worse because if the mayor uh, and city council do it in the name of the law, the man who has lost his car has not only lost the rights to his property, but since it is the law, he has lost all right to appeal for help in protecting his property. Right. Who's going to protect you from the criminal gang calling themselves the government? Although the only correction right. I would make is that the government is constantly doing things that are uh, criminal uh, towards people. It, it can't not, uh, at least not this particular iteration. Uh, the, the government is inherently coercive. It is inherently violent. And every government program, no matter how beneficial it might be to its recipients, whether we're talking about food stamps or whether we're right. talking about Social Security or taking somebody's car from them, uh, no matter how, it be- how beneficial official it might be to the people that receive the benefits of the program, it's uh, inevitably based upon force. It's inevitably based upon the threat of violence being enacted against your neighbors. And it doesn't matter to me which configuration of government you have, whether it's a liberally run or conservatively run government, you know, which particular politicians are in charge. They're all they're all using that same system that is based on uh, based upon coercion. It's based upon right. aggression against our neighbors. And well, until think... we can get past that, until as a society, as a, as a people, we can get beyond the desire to aggress in order to achieve our our goals, we're always going to have uh, internus in conflict in this country because there's constantly going to be people who want to wrest uh, the power away from whoever happens to have it, so they can use that power for their own uh, ends. And it it just it's a, a cycle of violence and a cycle of abuse that uh, that it, it it shan't end until Americans and people around the world finally come to the conclusion that the coercive state needs to be rejected and we need to find a voluntary consent consent based solutions to yeah. our problems. Well, I have I, I agree with you. I, I think that, that we've lost our way, Republican Democrat. I think that uh, over the last uh, number of years uh, uh, we have gone into a situation where it's become more corrupt. And you know the the. Uh, you know, the founding fathers recognized that the moment the government is authorized to start leveling the material possessions of the rich in order to have, uh, you know, an equal distribution of goods, the government, you know, uh, you know, after that has the power to deprive any of the people of their equal rights uh, to enjoy, you know, life, liberty, you know, uh, Pursuit of happiness. Yep, and that's exactly what they're doing day in and day out. And uh, thank you so much, buddy, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800 259 9231. Marty is on the line listening to WFLA FM in Tallahassee. Marty, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. How you doing? What's on your mind tonight, Marty? Uh, I believe that conservatism is is a, a lifestyle as much as a political philosophy. Now, this is a new twist. What does that mean? Well, I take, you take the fruits of my labor, my income, it's uh, divided, and it covers my needs, and I can serve the rest. At such point that I've conserved enough, it might afford me one of my wants, but but my needs are always met. So, um... I don't... I, 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 that's that sounds like a good philosophy. Do you think that any of the the people that have been co- elected by the conservatives as conservatives have uh, have abided by that? 
there there are no conservatives in in uh, in Washington right now. Could there ever be? Have there ever been that you can think of? Uh, well, I'm only 58. So. <laughs> <laughs> you win the prize tonight. Could there be? Could there be a uh, you know somebody who believes there, in that philosophy? At some point, if enough people live truly conservatively, and and we can can find somebody that that believes the way that that a true conservative believes, there we may elect a conservative, but but one will never accomplish anything. Well, I mean, Ron Paul certainly, uh, I don't know if you would define him as a conservative. Uh, he's certainly one of the more principled people up there in uh, in Washington, and I don't think any of them really tend to have any principle in, in general. And I think that's one of the things that is lacking in the both the conservative and liberal uh, camps is any kind of principle. They don't have it. They uh, they have illusions of principle. They have de- delusions of uh, wanting to, uh, to believe they, they have, have principles. If they would go back to conservatism in the government, the government was, I believe, uh, created to uh, protect us from our enemies and provide the infrastructure for us to live our lives uh, according to the laws of our state, county, local, federal, uh, it, it freely. So if we had true conservative, uh, true conservative in Washington, it would give us the things that everybody else is talking about, we'd have more freedom. We'd have smaller government. I don't know if uh, if I believe that that's possible. I I think that the the nature of the state is to is to grow, and the original goals behind the state may not have been what you believe that they were, because the people that formed the uh, the Constitution, the the founding fathers, and, and they're so reviled and and held up, revered, revered, reviled is negative, right? Are uh, so revered and and held up and put on platforms, uh, pedestals, if you will. They, uh, you know, they, they violated their own agreement uh, right away. Thomas Jefferson. Alien Sedition Act. Uh, Thomas Jefferson sent out uh, the incipient navy without a uh, de- declaration of war from the the the, the continental. Or excuse me, the the Congress. Isn't it possible that the the true intent of the people that formed the government wasn't indeed to provide any sort of structure or anything, any of the things you were talking about, but instead to just simply aggregate power to themselves so they could uh, live out their fantasies of controlling people? Yeah. That we'll never know. Thank you for the call tonight. It's an honest answer. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Hey, we got another giveaway to do, Mark. We've got Tota Sacks to give away still uh, during this program. We'll help you bring the groceries back in from the car. Not going to do it right now, though. It's coming up sometime this hour, so stay tuned for that. More coming up. Your calls about anything. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. 
Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. There's a lot of stuff there, and it's all completely free. If you are enjoying this program and you want to help, uh, or you want to rather stay in the loop as to what's going on with Free Talk Live, we have a multitude of ways for you to do that now. You can go to news.freetalklive.com, and there you'll find uh, three different options. You can sign up for our updates, which will send you emails whenever there's something you need to know about the show. Uh, you can also get on the Twitter account. You can follow the tweets. And you can become a, a Facebook fan of our fan page on Facebook and get info that way. So whatever way works best for you, we've got all three of them listed for you at news.freetalklive.com. And at Free Talk Live, uh, we've been talking about investing in gold and silver for a very long time on the air. And now it's become you know, kind of proper, uh, popular to invest, invest in gold and silver, either as a hedge against inflation or a barter currency or just an investment in the hopes that it, uh, it goes up. Well, before you go and buy from one of the myriad of places that are advertising on the radio, and I know that there are a lot of them, uh, go check out gold.freetalklive.com and see the rates that we've got there. And check the rates against check those rates against uh, whoever it is that you're considering buying, because we believe that we've got the best rates, at least on you know most of the stuff we've got there that you're going to be able to find. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. I've handpicked uh, some some coins there that I think are are good. They're not. Um, intended to be collector's items or anything like that. They're intended to get gold and silver into the hands of everyday people so they can use them to protect their uh, wealth against inflation. Gold.freetalklive.com. Let's continue. Ladies first. Denise, listening in Ohio to our Charleston, West Virginia station, WVTS. Denise, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, you were asking about what people consider themselves, and I think I consider myself like that old term that they had um, about like being a compassionate conservative. Or, um, that's what you consider yourself today. What's it mean to you? Yeah, kind of more like that because of the thing that you end up having is, is, you know, initially when you grow up and you're, I'm a social worker, so I've grown up uh, being extremely indoctrinated and liberal (laughs) from my college days, from going from uh, the whole idea of euthanasia, going from the whole things of what they teach you in college by your social work professors. And then I worked in the healthcare field, and I saw what actually happened as a result of working in healthcare. And um, you see that that's not probably the best way to go about it, that um, a lot of times that that one-sidedness, you know, is, is not right, you know, being extremely liberal, because it doesn't sometimes help some of your patients to try to work to try to help themselves. And so you have them, the system's not set up to allow them to work to get out of that, too. So the system's kind of broke because they want to, you know, there's no in-between. It's either like you either got to stay on welfare or or not. There's no way to get you, get them off. It's like it's a revolving door. It kind of keeps them poor. So, Janice, sure. what would you say to you, if, you just, if you're describing yourself as a compassionate conservative, what, what does that mean? Well, that kind of means that um, I'm, I'm not a person, you know, I respect life. So I respect from birth to grave. And so as a social worker, I'm very consistent with that um, as a, um, in that I respect um, people's life from the time that they're, you know, conceived all the way up until the end. And it kind of has served me better that way when I'm working in a hospital setting because it's quite easy when you're up in the ICU and, you know, they're giving papers people the um, idea that they shouldn't stop everything and, you know, because it's just like in three days they're not getting any better. And next thing you know, you know, just with the family delaying and not being sure, a couple days later they're out of the ICU and talking to you and everything like that. So I know that sometimes it's, you know, if you go to extremes, 
with pushing with, you know, a lot of the healthcare stuff that they may end up pushing or some of the other issues. I've been there. I'm the one that does the counseling. I've been in the hospital setting. I know. <laughs> I've worked with the end of life stuff. I've, Mark, has that know? answered the question? Am I dense I, I, to I'm, I'm, a little, dense? I'm, I'm a little uh, confused as to where, where she's at exactly. Well, compassionate means is I'm conservative in that I'm conservative on my va- life, um, my values towards life. So I would probably lean more towards a a Republican, if they were more well, okay, let, more, let me take you up on that one here, Denise. If if you lean toward life, let's go. You mentioned the birth to death. Let's talk about death for a moment. What is a compassionate conservative, somebody who cares about life? Uh, what is a compassionate conservative, in your case, you uh, feel about someone who would like to end their life? Well, I probably being a social worker, a lot of times you don't go ahead and you you go and make sure you get those people the counseling that they need. You get the depression. You try to get the pain under control. You do all the different things because usually just trying to be suicidal is a psychotic state. And so, well, wait a minute. Point of information. Let's. We're talking not about somebody who is suicidal in that they're uh, crazy. We're talking about somebody who is, for instance, uh, terminally ill. For instance, they've got a real problem. It's causing them an unending amount of pain, and the pain medication isn't helping them. Uh, They're not living the kind of lifestyle that they would like to live. They decide well, they want to end their life, uh, perhaps through a, a you know a doctor-assisted suicide. What does a compassionate conservative feel about that issue? The way I would see it is is that being compassionate, I would understand that yes, you're in a lot of pain, and that there are ways you can. There's that it's a cop out to say that you know just to go ahead and do this and you know take some medicine. Um, you know, and, and let yourself just put yourself to sleep like that. Why is that a no. cop-out? Isn't it compassionate to allow other no, people to make their own choices? But the thing is that what people sometimes forget is they're in their, in their own ways of dealing with their own death. They teach other people that this is the way you should just end, up, end life. This is a way to do it. And it's like, okay, I don't pretty much believe it a whole heck of a lot, you know. Um, you know and so it's from, for me, if I believe in an afterlife, and if if my life has purpose, then in the way that I go about dying is a way, is also teaching people. And I have, as a social worker, I have learned more watching other people have peaceful, compassionate, um, dignified deaths, utilizing hospice services, and utilizing other services by. So are you saying to me, I mean, are you beating around the bush and saying that you don't think it's compassionate to allow someone to uh, to take their own life? Well, I think that a person's doing them an injustice if they don't go and see what's really causing the problem and trying to... It's a terminal illness, a terminal, very painful illness. Yes, I've seen that, and I have seen that. I believe that. I work in healthcare, I work in dialysis. I believe you. I have probably seen more people die than you can ever imagine. I believe you. So what I'm saying is, is that when you watch these individuals in the process of the dying process, there's a lot of things that they go through that they have to finish. And if they have unfinished business, then you need to allow them to be able to finish that business. Okay, so they take care of their business, they they write up their will, and they take care of their business, and now they're ready to die because they're in severe pain and they've done, you know, they've lived their life, they're satisfied with the life they've lived. Mm -hmm. Would you allow them to, uh, to take their own lives? Well, if you if you say that you're going you're going to pass laws that says that I have to do that, I would say no. I didn't. No, 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 no. That was not what I said. Would well, Would you have any objection to Would you have an objection as a compassionate conservative to somebody who wanted to take their own life and to somebody who's willing to help them with that? 
that would be that would probably be what a lot of times what they're saying that happens to healthcare people. If you put a healthcare person in that position, that would be make them a conscientious conscientious objector. If the if law was enacted that would put a person like that, I couldn't. I would have to say against my in order to respect their wishes, I would have to say, please take me off this case because I cannot, in good conscience. Okay, but would you stop someone from doing that? Would you prevent that another person who was willing to from performing that not if, action? Not if somebody else, if there's a law that's been in place. All right, I'll tell you what, we'll bring it back. It's Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. Bring up whatever's on your mind and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We have got different ways for you to listen to this program, Uh, live streams, we've got a webcam, we've got listen lines, and it's all free for you over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Take the startpage.com's seven-day challenge. For seven days, you can use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine, and you can experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines. But unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. If you use the little proxy link that's beneath each one of the search results, you'll have privacy when you go on that website. So they won't cookie you. They won't uh, be able to, to, to know who you are, where you are, and all that other stuff. It's uh, startpage.com. So we've been asking people all night uh, tonight what it means to be, if you believe you are, a liberal or conservative or left or right. What does that mean to you? I'm just trying to understand. I'm trying to get some idea of what the different belief systems are out there, if there even is one overarching similar belief system that the people that label themselves those ways actually have. I'm not sure if I've managed to uh, discern that yet. But we do have Denise on the line listening to WVTS in Charleston, West Virginia. Actually, you're in Ohio, Denise. But uh, welcome back to Free Talk Live. You described yourself as a compassionate conservative a moment ago, and you're talking about how important life is to you. And I was, I said, well, let's look at the end of life. Uh, let's talk about somebody with a terminal illness, somebody who's in a lot of a uh, lot of pain. And I said, well, you know, how would you feel about that person as a compassionate conservative, self-described compassionate conservative? How would you feel about that person being able to uh, have a doctor assist them with ending their life? And you so far have said that you would not assist with that. That is not something that uh, that you necessarily agree with. But I actually I guess what, what I'm saying is, is that if you asked me if I was the person that was supposed to give the medication of some sort, no, I wouldn't be that type of a person because that's not what I would do. I would respect that that's their decision to make. And I see. I, so you, you would not call for that to be outlawed? You just personally would not participate in it, Denise? Would, yes, exactly. I now, mean, the thing is, it's more so, I mean, I'll be honest with you. When you're working in um, in dialysis, you have people that will say, well, at a certain point, this point in time, this is when I want to stop dialysis. I know I'm going to die in a couple weeks. And usually at that point in time, that individual has said, well, you know, when I've got to this point where I'm so incapacitated, I know if I stop, I'm going to die. And so I don't hold, I don't stop that. I mean, I, I help with that. But if you were saying to do a, a true Kevorkian type of, you know, then that was kind of more like what you were saying. I mean, if there are laws that take place, um, you know, if people vote, and that's something that the, the government, you know, that people would have a choice to vote on, 
to decide, you know, if that will win wherever they are. You know, I think that that's something that people vote on, um, you know, with the laws. I, I, I hesitate uh, when it comes to the, the the idea of voting. First off, and mostly in this country, we we elect uh, criminals to uh, to do the voting for us. But um, yeah. you I know, agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the the idea, but the idea that fifty one percent of the nation should get to decide, or fifty one percent of the state, or fifty one percent of the county should get to decide whether or not I end my life if that's what I wish to do, um, seems to me antithetical to the the ownership that I might have over that life. But also, if you do your those medical power of attorneys and things, I mean, a lot you have the ownership. I mean, and that's between you and your physician usually. And usually, at that point in time, I mean, the medications they give you will will suppress your respirations, and you'll die of just not being able to breathe eventually. Sweet, I mean, you know, love that. Yeah. So another God question. Knows I wouldn't want to get a, an overdose of morphine compared one, to what one, you're talking one about. One more question, and <laughs> De- Denise, I've got one more question anyway. for you, and the, then we have they, we have they, to move on quick. Like you they they're, they're they're just giving you at that point in time which you know what i mean it's not it's just what the you know it's just the end of the life denise i, mean. I want to shift gears real quick here and then we got to move on i got another question for you as a compassionate conservative uh what do you how do you feel about war well i tell you the, the war is um i have family members in mil, in the military right now it's something that i think that um there people have they go to war because it's just something that the government has initiated. I don't know if it's really something. It's not something that I, I believe in. I mean, of course, if there's uh, ways to resolve problems, I, mean, I think that they should go about resolving them without war. But fair answer, Denise. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Normally, when you talk to a self-described conservative, they're all gung ho about you know going over and killing brown people around the world. So she didn't seem so gung-ho. Maybe she really is a little more compassionate than the average conservative. Whatever these terms mean, right? Uh, 800-259-9231. The question, of course, is what do they mean to you? Because that's really what matters, is what do uh, these terms mean to you? And and let's talk to Scott, listening in Ithaca to one of our newer affiliates, WNYY. Hello, Scott. Hey, uh, good evening. Um, What's on your mind tonight, uh, I'm I'm, uh, actually in Ithaca, which is a pretty, quote-unquote, progressive community. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole term progressive and conservative, they've really been, uh, you know, it, it's just not a clear line anymore. And I think you can be both progressive and you can be conservative at the same time. And, hmm. and not I'd love be to hear that. Labeled that way. Please tell me, tell me how that's possible. Well, like in my own case, um, I think I mentioned to your screener, I'm running for United States Senate in New York, and I'm I'm very um, fiscally conservative. I think that. The smaller parts of government at the local level have gotten out of control and made demands on state budgets, and then the state budgets have made demands on the federal budget. And so there's been a lot of waste at the lower levels, and I think we can do do a better job. Um, there's also... Better job how? It, consolidating into the federal government? Consolidating small local governments together and also... Uh, less administrators, let's say, like in this community, um, less administrators at the school level. But I think the spending has gotten really out of control. But on the progressive side, we also have politicians that are taking so much lobby money that it's uh, corrupted the government to the point where we really can't get anything meaningful done. And some of the things that we need to do are like capping monthly health insurance premiums. And that's costing not only individuals, but businesses billions of dollars and it's all going to the insurance companies 
But none of these guys in office right now want to cap that because most of the ones that are in control are in the pockets of the insurance industry. And so I'm for federal caps on monthly insurance premiums, which uh, unless we get a block of voting senators to change that, that's not going to change. Do you think you have a chance running against these other people that are getting this this money to, but from these these insurance companies that you're talking about? Because I don't know anything about what you're referring right. to specifically. I'm just wondering that you know likely the people that uh, are in there are taking the money because for for a reason is because they've you know they they've been paid off early on in their campaign. Right, and most of the people that are taking the big insurance money know that these large overreaching healthcare bills are never going to pass. That's why they smile and keep taking the insurance money. And our own U.S. Senator here, Schumer, who I'm not running against, I'm running against his junior senator, um, is the number one insurance lobby money taker in the entire U.S. Senate. Most people think it's a Republican. It's actually one of our own Democrats. As a progressive, Um, Scott, how do you feel, and a political candidate, how do you feel about the idea of secession? Secession? Um, I'm not really, uh, I would say, on the side of having states secede from from uh, the United States. What are you going to do if they do? Like, Because um, generally, if a state's going to do that, they decide to do that on their own. So what would you do if, uh, you know, say Vermont decides, which there is a pretty big um, left secession movement in Vermont. What if what if Vermont decides they want to, you know, they're just, they've had it with the, the warfare welfare state, and those are the terminology they use, not me. Um, warfare it's an welfa- accurate term. Yeah, warfare welfare state that's, uh, that's coming out of Washington, D.C., and they want to do it on their own. Well, that's been talked about in Texas for years and years and, you know, and decades. Um, I think that, you know, you can't just be a rogue state right now because we are the United States of America. Would you stop them? Would you somehow force them into staying like the Lincoln did? I, I think collectively the United States government would try to step in and intervene. Um, and you would support that. You're running, though. You're running for office. So I'm not talking about collectively. I'm talking about you. How are you going to vote? Are you going to vote to send people um, with guns over there to shoot Vermonters? Uh, I'm not going to go over there with, with force to try to, uh, you know, I would basically not for secession, but I'm not going to be sending troops into to Vermont. Fair enough. Thanks, Scott, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Totasac giveaway right now. Uh, Caller number two. We'll do caller two on this one. 603-435-1105. You get a two-pack of the Totasac. Going to help you bring those groceries back in from the the car probably in one trip. 603-435-1105. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain in this live Saturday edition of the program. It is Ian with you. And Mark. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are completely free on the site. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can uh, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. You get perks like access to the amp only call in lines, chat room forum, and more. Get all the details at amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. I don't even know if I gave the amp uh, website out last time. I, I intended to talk about it earlier tonight. Amp.freetalklive.com. And from creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-freedom activism than you likely ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. You can learn more at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. 
And really, the Free State Project, I think, is uh, is best targeted at people who have gone beyond the left-right paradigm, people who have come to the understanding, as I uh, as I have and as Mark has and as many other people have, because most people in America don't consider themselves, uh, you know, one of the Republicans or Democrats or liberal or conservative or whatever. Uh, if you are beyond that paradigm and you understand what liberty is really about, you understand that in order to be free, if that's what you want, that you have to allow other people to also have freedom, then you're the kind of person that uh, you should be visiting, freestateproject.org, to learn more about the, uh, the the project, the concept of moving thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all together th- to the same place to get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. In fact, there's a great opportunity to come up here and visit New Hampshire coming up shortly, uh, March 18th through the 21st in Nashua, New Hampshire. There's going to be the Free State Project Liberty Forum. It's a weekend-long convention-style uh, event that has a lot of different speakers and panel discussions, late-night parties. Dinner, uh, dinner conventions, and things like that. It's just an absolute blast. Hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all hanging out together the same weekend. It's so much fun. Free Talk Live is also going to be broadcasting live there the entire time. So every night, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, we'll be broadcasting live. And uh, and come out out and join us. It's uh, it's great. We've been every single year, Mark, and I I'm. I will not. I will not miss a year. It's just absolutely a great time. Go to freestateproject.org/libertyforum to learn more and to get registered. You can use our discount code. Save 10%. The code is FTL. That's FTL like Free Talk Live. So freestateproject.org/libertyforum code FTL and we'll see you there. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Bob listening in Anchorage to a station that I didn't know if I was going to be announcing. I didn't know if I'd be announcing uh, you guys this weekend because we weren't sure if you were coming on Monday or tonight. But it looks like Kudo in Anchorage is on board. Uh, so welcome, Bob, in Anchorage listening to KUDO 1080. Hey, thank you very much for having me on board. Thank you, Bob. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, your question, what does liberal and conservative mean to you? Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Liberal and conservative, they're words, and they actually have a a definition. Okay. Okay. Uh, The way it was explained to me when I'm 55 years old, the way it was explained to me in civics, in eighth grade, and in, in high school is it's not just liberal and conservative. You actually have to incorporate the other four parts to the, those. What would those okay? be? That would be revolutionary. The first definition is revolutionary on the left. That would be um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Got to take notes sometimes before you call in. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I've been sitting online for like uh, an hour, so revolutionary would be a a um. A, I'm sorry, I've been sitting here too long. Hey, he's falling, he's falling asleep on us here. I don't know. Hey, Bob, call us back. Uh, we're on. We're going to be on there every single uh, night, actually, and uh, they're in Anchorage, and I think they're going to be taking the. Uh, they're going to take our weeknight program, but they're going to be delayed broadcasting us. So this is – you're going to hear us live on Saturday afternoons in uh, in Anchorage, Alaska from 3 to 6, and then midnight to 2? 
midnight to three, I think. I don't have the, the details in front of me. But. When he was saying that there were two other aspects to liberal and conservative, I thought he was going to mention libertarian and authoritarian, which if you look at uh, the, the world's smallest political quiz, the Nolan chart, you'll you see... You can take it at quiz.freetalklive.com. Yeah, you'll see that, uh, you know, that, that, that you can find yourself placed in different quadrants as opposed to on a line from liberal to conservative, you could be at the top of the chart, libertarian, at the bottom of the chart is authoritarian. And, uh, you know, liberals essentially believe that uh, the government can solve social ills, but uh, um, or, uh, you know, it sh- it sh- it, the people should be free to do what they want from a social level, but from a financial level the government should control them. Um, and conservatives believe that people should be free to uh, do what they want from a financial level, but the government should control their more them morally. This is according to the Nolan chart. This is according to the Nolan chart, and the at the bottom of it is the authoritarians that believe the government can solve every problem that's out there, and the top of it is libertarian, which believes the government is bad at solving everything. So why have them solve anything? Yeah, quiz.freetalklive.com allows you to t- give that a try for yourself here. And next time you're on hold for uh, for a while, take some notes and uh, make sure you got your points uh, straight. But thank you for the try, Bob. Uh, let's uh, talk to, I believe, Rob, listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight, Rob? Well, I'm listening to your guys' questions and conversations and all that, whether I'm a conservative or a liberal. I kind of like to think of myself as a, a mix of two. Um, for instance... Uh, one of the biggest uh, topics, abortion. Me, personally, I don't agree with abortion. I don't think a woman should have an abortion. But I also believe, who am I to tell a woman what she can and cannot do with her body? Mm. That's, that's, that's not my responsibility right there. Yep. I, I don't have that right. Well said. So, well, one of the other things, too, uh, listening to the uh, – when, when everybody was campaigning in 08 – one of the things that I heard Hillary Clinton say was uh, she wanted to take the profits from some of the oil companies and and I, I reinvest them into uh, the government or something like that. Well, first of all, that's not her money. She doesn't have the right to do that. She did not work to earn that profit, irregardless of how it was made. So she does not have the right to take that money. And, uh, and the redistribution of wealth, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, it's stealing. It's stealing from rich people, and there's not very many of them, so it's easy to go after them. Hey, I but, don't know about you, but when I was uh, you know, paying taxes, they stole from me, too, and I was not rich. Indeed, but if you look at the numbers as to who pays for what, um, the, rich, the rich people pay a heck of a lot more. Now, I'll admit to you, middle class and lower class people have far less to lose, and the government seems to, you know, they, they really don't care. They'll throw anybody in jail for not giving them the money that they believe is theirs in taxes, but, uh, you know, it's basically the rich people that pay for most of this. Rob, stuff. thanks for uh, the call tonight. We're short on time. I'm going to try to get to a couple more folks here before the uh, the evening's out. Let's talk to, I believe, uh, Jeremy in B.C. That's British Columbia. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, you probably know we've got the uh, Winter Olympics going on in British Columbia right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, as much as this is something I'm not particularly interested in personally, it's very difficult to avoid having it uh, brought up front sure. and center in my line of sight. And what's really been bothering me about this is that it seems to be a massive nationalist expo at the Olympics mm. by its nature, I suppose. Um, you know, the whole go thing team, go. Yes. 
and it, it there's there's the 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 medal count which oh, country yeah, yeah, has your country has yeah. to have the most medals right and it's right. it's so funny when you look at little countries like Greece how in the world could Greece compete against the United States or the USSR these these large conglomerate countries that um, you know the United States was supposed to be a collection of states countries in and of itself but it's turned into one big country uh, you know it's, it's silly you know i actually uh, there was a story i had and we didn't have near have a chance to get to it tonight no, about vancouver about vancouver and some of the crackdowns that they're doing on freedom there mm-hmm. during the uh, the olympics and i hope that maybe you'll call us back during the week and tell us about some of the things you might have observed because we're out of time for almost out of time thank you for the call tonight jeremy uh let's talk to uh, let's talk to gene the christian anarchist in tennessee you're on free talk live gene Hi, guys. I guess you could call me a progressive because I've progressed from a liberal uh, a hippie type in the 60s to a Republican, and then I went to libertarian, and then I went all the way to anarchist. So um, I just wanted to tell people, that, uh, your listeners out there, that if they want to see something a little bit different, they can try Christian anarchy, and if they don't know what that is, they can look it up, just do a search and they'll come up with some links on the web that explains it all, basically. We just believe that there is no government and there's no authority other than God. So- Thanks, Gene, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Rich in New Hampshire. Rich, you're on Free Talk Live. you got about the last 20 seconds. Real quick story about the importance of understanding terms before you answer people's questions. When I was about three years old, I spilled my drink. The babysitter came in and she said, did you do that on purpose? I didn't know what that word meant, but it sounded a lot like purple, and it reminded me of a purple cow that I'd seen in a picture book. And so I said yes, and she slapped me. Oh, my. <laughs> thank you, Rich. It, does, it is very important to understand the words we use, and uh, thank you so much for the call. Great way to wrap this one out. It's been Ian with you. And Mark. Back on Monday night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend, everyone. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.